0: Hello, and welcome back to the Dead Radio Radio Gamescast. As always, I am your host, Ryan, and I'm joined today by my lovely duo of co-hosts, Brett. Hello. And Alex.
1: I'm a stuffy little boy. Ooh,
0: you hate to see it. Well, we're I'm down a Wyatt today. He's stuffy. unfortunately being claimed by illness, and so we're here to hold the fort. Yep. Luckily, not the big bad illness, but, you yes. know, yeah. we all still have to deal with regular diseases as we... <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's literally if if it wasn't throat born, it probably wouldn't be that much of a problem. But it's literally just
0: it's, it's just stinky throat. So the <laughs> yep. worst thing that could possibly happen. All right. In that case, though, we've got a ton of stuff to talk about. We have a yes. ton of games news because we didn't do news last week for Halloween, as you can see by the set that I haven't taken down yet. Uh, <laughs> and we didn't do the news. So we got we got a ton of news because a whole bunch of things happened in the past 14 days. A whole bunch of things. And so we're going to talk about those things. All right? And then we're going to talk about games, and we're going to talk about Skyrim imploding yet again because they're changing the file system, and all the mods are going to stop working.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Woo. All right. Single tier. So the first thing that I wanted to to talk about, because I think... If we don't talk about this first, it's going to take over the podcast. All right? And that is the Elden Ring gameplay.
2: Okay. Yeah, uh, I figured uh, as
0: much. We're going to get this out of the way, because I know, I think both Brett and I are going to have a, have a lot to say. Alex, I don't know how into Souls-style games you are, but...
1: A little bit. I like the way it looks, so I'd be excited for it if I plan on getting it, which I hope I do, but I still haven't gotten Guardians of the Galaxy yet for
0: some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both very good looking games uh yeah. all right so general impressions from the other ring video we got to see way more than i think at least i was expecting i didn't expect to see so much of the structure of the game put out in yeah front really of us. i really thought we were going to get like a couple maybe a boss fight and a few mm-hmm. just wilderness fights i didn't think we would see the castle bit i didn't think we would see the world map especially that was a, a new thing for a souls game that was as the well theme. as all the crazy abilities they showed yeah dude
1: you can
3: sneak
2: i know yeah they they kept (laughs) that over from sekiro thank god um i i was also very surprised by how much they showed because it's really like they they packed a lot into those what is it like 19 minutes or something like that yeah something like that it It was a short amount of time. time Yeah, I, I you really you'd be surprised how much how much they could fit in in like fifteen twenty minutes because I I was just expecting like something super like super doctored super like okay we're gonna show you this one area one section of the game we're gonna go through a little bit and you're gonna you're gonna have the the sweeping I'm gonna tilt the the left stick like one degree and you're gonna get the sweeping gamer camera shot that no one ever does but they yep. always have and the let's play this like a real
0: gamer would. Um especially anything third person. You gotta have the yeah, bit where you walk up to a, a triangular cliff and then slowly pan the camera. It's, yeah,
2: it's slowly pan over. Um but no, it was it was just totally like it, it was a very FromSoft showing. It wasn't the, the the most doctored part about it is that they just probably had the in game turn UI off option on. Yeah. Which like I, I, I know you brought this up in chat, uh Alex, but like for me at least if you go back and look at the lineage of FromSoft games for the last like ten years, the
1: UI hasn't changed
2: at all. Yeah. <laughs> so it would be yeah, hard. It's,
1: it's same thing, same placement. I'd still like to see, you know, like the the, the borders of the item window. It's, or yeah, just like just just to even
2: see. But I don't think it's to the because we did see think...
0: the menus. We didn't see yeah, the menus, UI though yeah. uh, in game HUD. Yeah. So um, I did think the menus which... this time around looked way more clean than usual. Though there was still a lot of information on some of them that might be yeah. a lot to process at once but that kind of goes hand in hand with RPGs
1: if you've yeah. played a souls game you know how to look through it exactly
0: I, if you've played any RPG you understand how to like look at your damage stats and at least the souls games have always have the thing where you can press a button and then just scroll over the thing that to have it tell you and what it does and explain it yeah yeah specifically which is always the kind of thing that i, I miss didn't in other know games that. Yeah, it a little bit <laughs> like I, help. <laughs> I didn't know
2: that for uh, for a while, and I played it the first time either. So, um, my my first time through my first Dark Souls game was uh, very overwhelming because I just didn't know what any of the funny symbols meant.
0: <laughs> it's really hard. You'd be surprised because some games will have like defense and then vitality and then like endurance yeah. next to each other, and all those words are like vaguely similar, mm. but tend to do different things in different games. So it's a game. It's useful to know that, like, oh, endurance is my carry weight, vitality is, like, how much health I have, and then defense is my damage reduction, so... Yeah, yeah. uh, That's the kind of thing I always appreciate, and I'm sure we'll get that again. Um, I think the thing that most excited me about this was the crazy, like, summon stuff they used. Oh, yeah. seems like you're going to have some crazy, like, in-combat temporary summons where you can summon, like, five things at once.
1: Like, like sort of Mm. that half-ally, half-spell thing where, God, there was... Yeah. There was something where I think it was... I don't know it looked so cool where it was tied to your movement or something because as soon as the character brought their axe down like the four shadow clones around the enemy would do that as well and two skeletons spawned that were like 20 feet tall that
2: also slammed their hammers down it was it was just so cool if you if the game actually works like that that is just going to be so sick every single time and the, the runs that some like the crazy streamers that have been playing dark souls 1 like Since it came out and just haven't played another game, like they're they're gonna have some wacky runs with this game. (laughs) It's gonna be insanity.
1: It'll be really cool to see just the what's the word synchronization and like the 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 timing it takes to really get those summons
0: good. Yeah, because I wonder if they're used more like especially with the skeleton one they showed where it was the three timed hits. If that's something that you use that is an individual spell that will do that hit automatically, or if it's a thing that you use in like, your weapon on the next hit is going to do it. Yeah. Or if it's a weapon art, because we sure, know that yeah, weapon, weapon art. arts are transferable between weapons now, mm-hmm. so you aren't limited to, like, your weapon type can only do one thing, you can use whatever ability you want with that weapon type. So, I'm curious to see how crazy that gets, too.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, uh, you were talking about you not being bothered by the lack of UI. I don't, and this is like something that's not bothering me either, because I don't think your character is going to be customizable? Um, there's a lot of different
2: armor sets. It probably will, because they they
0: they showed face-wise. They put on Twitter a image of five different character select things. Oh. Mm. So, it looks like there will be some form of character creation menu. I don't know if that will include full customization or not, but it had that whole like pick one of your five classes and then you go out with this armor set.
1: Um I mean like, if it's if it's all the same character, I guess, canonically.
0: They didn't look the same across the different ones. So I, I don't think it's the same from all five, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say I wouldn't mind because most Souls games I spend most time. You don't ever reason. see your character. I I, I I don't I don't focus on looks because 'cause I'm spending uh seventy five percent of the game as a raisin. Yeah, or in <laughs> heavy armor. <laughs> Yeah, you're either a you raisin
0: like... or you have heavy armor everywhere and can't see a single inch of Exactly, <laughs> Onion you, Man.
2: You oh, uh, yeah. you spend the first like five minutes pressing the the similar face button until something
0: funny happens and then you never look at it again. That's pretty <laughs> much just that's just how it goes. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, yeah, and I am. I think this is going to be exciting to see how the difficulty plays out. because yes. they've stated that they want this game to be a little bit more accessible than mm-hmm. uh, Souls games generally are, and that it's kind of aiming for. not necessarily less difficult but more approachable difficulty where you can probably have builds and like it seems like they're going to try to balance it maybe a little bit less strictly so that you can have your your magic build if you want to go through and maybe not have issues with some areas um i think that'd be a a cool idea to see what types of people play this game that maybe haven't touched souls games before if i can get it
2: just 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 the publicity that this game has gotten has been way more than everything that FromSoft has done before. And that's saying something because, like, people went absolutely crazy over Bloodborne. People went absolutely crazy when Sekiro was announced. And just, like, now Dark Souls is, like, a huge thing. Like, this this feels like it's getting more press than any of those things. Like, I, I almost want to say any of those things combined because, like, everyone and their mom knows... I, I, my mom knows that. It's oh kind of Elden she Ring. asked me what it was exactly <laughs> um but yeah i i on on the difficulty thing uh that there this is more into like the the wishy-washy like is this like a trailer thing or is this an actual gameplay thing um but they were they, there were so many attacks that like the boss that they showed did where it's just like even if you block with a weapon out in like dark souls 3 or something you'd be dead like you're you're, you're dead like that's not yeah, even I'm, like half your health you would be dead down. Like, two hits. Is, yeah
1: you're, you're yeah. just dead you are a very dusty pancake. It's, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but he's just blocking with just his normal like long sword, and he's still living and able to like roll out of the way and stuff. And he's not having to roll after every single hit, and is just like tanking stuff. So if they if they lean into that more, where it's like you don't have to be exceptionally perfect on the timing for this boss that has ninety five you arms, you're and, like, allowed to make more mistakes. It, it's yeah. That I I think I think that would probably work better for a game that is going to be. Where It's pretty much wider like, open world at this point. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm talking about, like because I mean, Structure one of my ways. biggest pet peeves in in Dark Souls One is like you know you, you go you go fight Nito and then you die and then you got to run through like two minutes of skeletons trying to throw you off the edge of a cliff to get back to him every single time that you die <laughs> and Sorry, have to get you, back to him. You went to fight Nito first. No, not first. I mean, it's just the the, the closest bonfire to him is like there's there's oh, still God. a distance away. It's the same thing with uh, with RNC and Smo. There's just a huge straight line of just like giants smacking down big axes and stuff, and it's just yeah. like that. Clearly, that's part of
1: I like you know farming them.
2: It, yeah, they're 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 good for fine, but it's that that's part of the the FromSoft design of like the classic, like just just blurring the line between what is BS and what is good for a game to have in it. So I think that line would be a lot easier to tip over to the negative side when you have, like, the world is so big and like, oh, I just got killed by this boss. Now I have to go yeah. to this whole section of castle again. Oh, yeah. my God. like it, I, I think kind of swaying the difficulty a little bit to the more accessible side is good to kind of leverage annoyance on that front, because I know that would absolutely tick me off if I had to go through, like, a whole huge area because I got killed by
0: it. You know, the guy who's... 95
2: arms were all swinging at once and i couldn't keep
0: track yeah i I wonder how this is going to end up finally looking out because we know where there's going to be at least one more showcase of the game Mm -hmm. uh that they've said so and we have
2: uh that uh that technical test yes uh, like five days or something
0: yeah and uh, apparently some uh influencers and content creators have gotten access to that already nice Nice. so we're we're gonna have detailed impressions from a lot of people over that test so That's very exciting. I'm sure we'll see UI from that footage very quickly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I
1: think um, when when you were talking about playstyles, I think because Skyrim has given to the given this to me, and it's essentially a sickness at this point. I'm going to go full stealth. You can now. So as as much as like, yeah, for the most part. Aside from the
0: boss fights, it seems like I think the boss fights you still got to fight, but the rest of the game makes
1: sense. I'm going to stab someone while in tall grass every chance I get.
0: Do it. That's what that's what Ghost of Tsushima taught me. Is yeah. If I have the, tall the grass options for powerful. self and it's fun, then I'm going to do it the entire time. Even if the yeah. combat you, is very fun too. You become the Pokemon hiding in the tall grass. That or I'm going to go full Necromancer and just use summons the entire time because that seems like it would be a Ooh, great time too. Yeah. But I'm very excited to see build options for this because it definitely seems like... I think someone said in the Twitch chat that like, they're waiting for the eight hours of body video... Yep. content that's going to come out from yep. this like 15 minute trailer and i'm like yeah exactly. so am i i think it's going to be super fun and it's <laughs> so, already started too <laughs> Yep. <laughs> what kind of crazy stuff is going to come out of this um so yeah i think it's just very exciting to have a game like this especially because it's not a dark souls game it's elden ring mm-hmm. we don't know what is on the table and what isn't right like we may not have the same analogs that we had for things in dark souls like throughout the dark souls games we would have analog weapons of like you always have your scimitar sword. You always have your great sword that people love. Uh, you've always got the basic long sword that's solid through the entire game. So I'm waiting to I mean, see like what we have with Elden Ring uh, to what, fill What was struggles. the main?
1: What did the main character have most of the time? A claymore, something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: the claymore was always a classic. Yeah, Claymore's Souls. The,
1: yeah good this
2: just in general, this this feels like just from what we've seen so far, like the culmination of all the things that that FromSoth and especially uh, Miyazaki's team has has done in all the fantasy games that they've made like it just feels like a culmination of all of those things like you have you have stuff from sekiro showing up you have stuff from bloodborne showing if you have all the things they learned from from dark souls showing up. you have things from from dark souls 2 showing up like there was evidence of like power stancing with dual wielding things and then getting oh, a different yeah. moveset when doing that which thank god that's back because i missed that in three um it's just so them. like this feels like like this is the 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 kind of uh, the studio trigger style like victory lap of like here's all the cool things we did except they like really actually deserved it because they created a whole genre and now this is like this looks like it's going to be the best version of it pretty it, much I mean we'll, it, we'll see when it comes out
1: it, it's their oh god what well, uh, perfect cell. Uh, yeah <laughs> it's it's their it's their tour de force.
0: Yeah, magnum opus. All right, with that, we're going to conclude our Elden Ring discussion and move on to the slightly more boring news. So, good old Cyberpunk. Uh,
3: I know every time I say these words,
0: everyone gets a little shard of just sorrow in the middle of their chest. Uh, Is it good news? No. No. (laughs) Cyberpunk 2077. Updated its roadmaps and pushed all DLC updates and improvements to 2022.
2: Mm-hmm. Which is, from interviews and and from things that Devs have said, the original year that they wanted the game to come out. Which is kind of like... Yeah. Maybe maybe if maybe if they just waited a little bit until I, it was done. I do done.
0: feel the need to preface this by saying at least I had a good time with Cyberpunk. It was still a buggy mess at many points, but I had a good time with it. So I, I want to see what this game looks like when it isn't a buggy mess at the same time mm-hmm. really badly.
1: I was able to enjoy the game without going into the center, center of the city once.
0: I, yeah, like my thing was most of the city felt useless, right? Like You didn't do anything in the majority of the city unless you were doing random open world stuff. But none of that stuff was particularly engaging to the point of making you want to engage with it in a way that like put you at risk of having horrible bugs that would end your save or something. So, I want to see what this looks like midway through 2022 and if they can uphold the new time frame for everything. Because I'm not 100% confident anymore in CD Projekt. So, hopefully they can pull it back, but it's been a recurring issue. Yep. Alright, we have Guardians of the Galaxy news. It's a little bit more upbeat. So, apparently, 80% of the dialogue in the, the game writing in guardians of the galaxy was written by people that were formerly testers
3: oh studios
2: interesting it's just a cool little bit of uh
0: uh, idos montreal one of uh jocelyn baxter who was a writer there told people that and was like yeah this is why you got to respect your testers because oftentimes they're going to become your core team uh there's also
1: they, they were they were part of the core team when they wrote it. They weren't testers when they wrote the
0: lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. probably, because everyone on the team obviously tests the game, but their title probably wasn't QA tester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Now, there was another thing that happened with Guardians of the Galaxy today. So Denuvo, hey. good old Denuvo, is a, a, a DRM software that prevents theft, supposedly. It doesn't really work super well, and it also causes performance issues. They forgot to renew their domain today, which meant that Denuvo games, you couldn't access them for a period of like an hour. Oh no. <laughs> Including Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy.
3: No. <laughs>
0: what other games are they uh, with? I mean, Denuvo's in tons of stuff. It tends to get removed. It's not a thing uh, that usually sticks around. Huh. Um, people
2: don't like it most of the time, right?
0: Yeah, people hate it. It also has performance issues and generally denuvo is only useful until a game gets cracked and usually that is within a month of the release so as soon as that passes most games will remove the denuvo because it doesn't really do anything after that but uh for guardians it hasn't happened yet so we'll see were you gonna yawn on my show alex He's going to do that.
1: You. stuffy, sleepy boy. It's not intentional. i got to call you up for the day. content.
0: <laughs>
1: Understandable.
0: So, Fortnite. All right. Fortnite. <laughs> Have a great show, guys. Yep, yep. <laughs> Fortnite is uh, shutting down in China. Huh. In a week. Okay. I feel like this is... Good for them. They've lost their Apple stuff, and now they're shutting down in China. I feel like China is a large part of the Fortnite audience. It's, it's, it's really cause a large, large part, part of, of every game audience. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I don't feel like there are enough toxic
0: 12-year-olds in China, though. Yeah. There really aren't, for, from my knowledge, for uh, games like that to, to thrive on. Maybe the toxic 12-year-olds just go somewhere else. They go to Europe. You know? <laughs> they all come here. <laughs> come to America. What does it feel like?
1: It. Oh god. The <laughs> world right. America, the world's leading import and toxic 12-year-olds. True.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um so, we had, now have an official title for Sony's PlayStation uh, efforts on PC called PlayStation PC. It's now a Who games label. It, I know it's very innovative. You never would have thought of this name. This hey, is... it tells you what you need to know
2: it does listen those 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 Nvidia leaks are looking more and more uh more and more that's the main thing about this <laughs> see
0: the fact that it's called that really doesn't matter the fact that they've formed this label yes. makes the leaks seem a lot more plausible yes uh which means there's a lot of really cool games coming to pc if that's true mm-hmm. though not bloodborne <laughs> no which kind of makes Somehow. the leak more believable <laughs> yeah that that really it's true it sucks but it's true (laughs) sucks but true yep Mm -hmm. so you all remember mass effect how could i forget
1: how you know you know it's it's groundbreaking uh entry andromeda you know oh yeah broken here to defend easy game of the year
0: so (laughs) we have when Mass Effect's limited edition, or legendary edition, came out with all the new, not new content, but the new visuals and all the collected DLC that hadn't really been in the collection ever uh, finally released, there was one bit of content that didn't make its way over. Pinnacle Station was the bit of content that Bioware lost the source code for, oh and my, so they could not very port it. that's
2: Square Enix thing to do.
0: Though... Pinnacle Station is also a very minor DLC that doesn't really add anything. It's just a little station mm-hmm. where you can do like combat ta- challenges for a couple small rewards. It really doesn't add anything to the game, really, uh, which is why they were like, it didn't it was not worth the effort to port it. Well, some modders thought differently. Wow! They have ported Pinnacle Station to the PC version That's of crazy. Limited Edition, uh, which Already is notable pretty- because. Of the difficulty of that. Like they don't have the source code to work from. Yeah. So they had to like hacksaw everything out of the original version of these games and get it modded back in. Uh mm. crazy props to them to mod in that piece of content that very few people liked.
2: And no kidding. <laughs> oh. <to laughs> dedication.
0: It is dedication and like hey, that they can now say they did something that a giant triple A dev team could not do. So that's that's props to them. Uh um,
1: that on your resume.
0: Very impressive. Now we got some news that's a little sad. All right. We oh. got a couple of sad news, and most of them have to do with MMOs. Oh. Final Fantasy fourteen Endwalker. It's oh. been Universe delayed. Is yes. Just by two weeks, so really not <laughs> not that notable. Just by
1: two weeks oh, you get to be sad about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just long enough to be sad. It's more to make the blizzard news that we have to talk about less seem less bad. <laughs>
1: oh boy
0: there's a lot Um,
1: there is a lot of blizzard news
0: so endwalker had their final launch trailer shown and their final live letter and naoki yoshida the kind of head developer uh did a announcement where he was visibly crying and super upset that they had to do this and was like we're delaying it because of my own selfishness because he he (laughs) wants the game to be high quality enough for everyone that he's he's not at all okay with putting out even a minorly subpar product but of course, for fourteen subpar means like it gets an eighty on Metacritic.
1: Yeah, <laughs> those, yeah. those Final Fantasy 14 developers are just another breed. And the main I reason know. they've stated
0: this That's is uh, they put this is like by far the largest expansion the game has had. So they put so much effort into writing that they had people not doing QA basically of the final content because it took until oh <laughs> very recently to get that finally implemented. Oh so they took this extra, they're taking this extra two weeks to do final pushes of QA and make sure that the game is coming out bug-free. And oh. they also wanted time to make sure they're addressing the server issue because they know that it's going to get even oh, worse yeah. when Endwalker, Endwalker launches after the yes. whole flood of people coming, especially all the new people probably trying it with Endwalker. So mm-hmm. that is the justification mm-hmm. for that. It's still this year, still December. So you mean we'll see people
1: like those following Golden?
0: Look, I, I still feel bad about mentioning Asmongold now because oh, his mother mm. passed away, which is very sad because a lot of people know the clip of like Asmongold watching him reach level 60. Or, or Asmongold's mother watching four? him reach level 60 oh. in uh, World of Warcraft, mm. not in 14. It's an old video where you can see her getting super excited and everything. It, it's a, a great video, but she passed away. Um, It sucks, and we got more more Blizzard news that sucks <laughs> to talk about. Oh, God. So, Jen O'Neill, the person who was appointed to leave or to lead Blizzard as a co-leader with Mike Ibarra, has left Blizzard. Appointed after, to leave after all.
1: <laughs> after, what was it? Three months, I think?
0: Um, yep, a little over three months. Uh, she is not the only one who left. She's the headliner, but the other two women that they also put in positions of leadership have also left
1: yeah really uh really says something
0: yep and they released a statement saying this is kind of the uh the reason they're leaving is they need to examine the issues that cause these people in positions of power to not want to be there yeah rather than just trying to make women leaders you need to actually make an environment where it is safe for everyone to be a leader and not just white men so slap them there yeah Yep, the
1: fact, the fact that that needs to be examined and it's not known
0: at this point. Well, that's it's, what it's... what Jen O'Neill and Amy Dunham. So Amy Dunham is the was the tech director who also left earlier, in uh, yeah, it was less than three months, not more than three months, just oh be- under three months. Both of them left, and she basically said it's the decision making process was just very flawed, and they they wanted to leave because the company. Needs to yeah. re-examine Clearly, why yeah. the, those issues are still so present. Uh, so she's left, which puts Blizzard in an even worse place. They really don't have a lot of redeeming, big... Actually, Blizzard right now had the response of going in and, and cutting out the high-profile cases, right? But mm. they've been doing this thing where they keep going to like World of Warcraft and cutting out voice lines or outdated yes. paintings to look like they're doing something, and it doesn't ah. really seem like they are
1: it's, they're, going, they're, they're they're cutting content and they're calling that doing something. I will they're, say they're
0: cutting ahead, some
2: Ryan. of them are some of them are are a little like guys up there, but at the <laughs> oh, same time, it's wow. like this isn't the problem, so and at the end of the day, like, okay, I guess it's good that they're gone now, but you're trimming your hedges who,
1: while your house is on
2: fire. it's yeah, it's like who who really cares there's like there shouldn't like honestly, unless there was like a bigger issue, there shouldn't be any updates until the actual issues of the company itself are solved because until that yeah. happens, all of the things that are made by the flawed company will be made by the flawed company until the company is no longer flawed. And just all these are just very like just just throw duct tape on it for now, dude it'll 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 fix it for now. We'll just we'll just we'll we'll put uh, fix, it we'll post, fix it later fixes. whatever. Exactly. Yeah, it's very—it's just like they're super, fixing the like,
0: symptoms instead of fixing the problem. It's it's, really, yeah, the the main issue.
2: It's something that like people who don't care super a lot will like see the headline for and it's like, oh, well, I guess I guess they fixed it now. But like clearly, it's th- no effort. Yeah, well, not, not enough working. effort is being put in. And it's not working.
0: <laughs> yep, and I I feel like this is especially bad for World of Warcraft. I feel like Diablo yeah. and. Uh, Because the other news that goes hand-in-hand with this is that Diablo and uh, Overwatch 2 have been delayed, essentially. We didn't have release dates for them yet, but they've been pushed into either the end of 2022 or 2023 at this point. Uh, Blizzard stock and Activision stock took a huge hit overnight as soon as this information (laughs) was announced. Um, But yeah, those games are not coming out as soon as people had hoped, which... Sucks, I mean, obviously they should take the time they need to make these good, especially with the company having so many issues right now. like I feel like the the only real way to fix this in the eyes of the people the the game the gamers, as it were uh, <laughs> is to basically go quiet and release good games and not have any negative reports come out about how you're treating your employees, which seems to be really hard difficult for them to do though <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be hard, but seems to be very difficult for them right now. <laughs> so really hoping they, they take this to heart and go in and, and fix these problems and push out some good games eventually, although it, it does beg the question of like, what has Blizzard been doing for the last yeah. eight years?
1: We know what they've been doing other than quote unquote making games.
0: It's just wild. It's the same thing with like Valve not releasing games for decades at a time.
1: What are they actually <laughs> that, that's a real question, is what are they
0: actually doing? What's
1: going on behind the scenes there? I huh? mean Valve Valve
0: at least has the excuse if they own a really good storefront and they've push yeah. put out like Half Life Half Life Alex, they made a VR headset, they're doing hardware that's stuff. True. But Blizzard is just like what is happening? All your games that are live right now are getting actively worse as time goes on mm-hmm. instead of better. Like, World of Warcraft is continually suffering. Uh, actually, I took that back. Diablo 3 is doing fine. Diablo 3 is good. World of Warcraft, not in a good spot. Uh, and Overwatch is just kind of floundering right now because the player base has no content coming until Overwatch 2. And if Overwatch 2 is delayed, that just means nothing is happening.
2: Right? What a decision to make Overwatch <laughs> 2 in the first place. <laughs> like, my god. Like, there's <laughs>
0: layers to that decision.
1: <laughs> It's just baffling. And just like an onion, when you peel back those layers, each one makes you cry.
0: Yep. <laughs> so, I have it. As always, we like to do a little game here, right? Oh, God. And I have a little game, game for tie? you, too. And it's, it's very simple. I just want you to tell me what you think is the highest rated game of this year. Oh. This, huh. Based on open critic scores. Yes. Just take a Which stab. Is what is your it? guess?
1: Hmm. So far this year,
0: out of all the crazy games that have released, I'm
1: trying to remember what came out
2: this year. <laughs> we had Guardians of the, the Galaxy.
0: We had, uh, I believe, Nier was this year. Um, near was this really? year, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: back oh, blood. It's, it's not going to be near though.
0: Come on, come up with some some games to throw to throw some names out. You know you're not limited to just one. I just want you to throw some titles. Oh, at. I
2: I oh. think I am going to say Guardians of the Galaxy because I feel like that right. that appeals to more than than
1: Nier does even though I like I, it. I would take that, but I don't want us to have less content. So Far Cry 6? <laughs> okay,
0: okay, well, it's yeah, definitely yeah. not Far Cry 6. <laughs> oh, I can oh, tell I you that for sure. And <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um any definitely any other guesses from, from anyone? right now.
2: I'm definitely not going to fantasy critic right now to totally look at all of our lists and not cheat. What are you talking about? What else about? came up?
0: You know I don't what? actually gonna... think any of us have this game on our lists. Oh. I can give you that hand, um, which is surprising. I
1: mean, That's yeah. You know what? I bet you it's Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> no. I could say it <laughs> would have
0: it would have been on my list had I known this game was coming out when we were making the lists. Oh, interesting. I'll so, give you a hint. Right, it's Tom. under the Thank Xbox you. umbrella. It is an Xbox Studio.
3: Xbox makes games. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm. You're gonna say and I'm
2: gonna take myself.
0: Yeah. All right. It is Forza Horizon Five. Really? By really. three full going. points too. It is the only game this year to currently be sitting above a ninety really? or above an eighty-nine. So it is a. It is currently at a ninety-two on Metacritic, ninety-one or ninety-two, ninety-two on OpenCritic, ninety-one at Metacritic highest rated game of the year so far
3: oh yeah.
2: good
0: for cars that's wild it's a good year for cars <laughs> good year for yeah. cars you know I feel that's like I don't game. know if this is indicative of I sure I'm sure it is indicative of Forza Horizon 5 being very quality like I'm a person that loves the Horizon games so I'm sure it's gonna be very fun I wonder if this is just more indicative of like we haven't had a lot of games come out this year that didn't have problems
1: yeah. mm-hmm. um, wait, so wait Forza Horizon Uh. god does this playground games work on them
0: yeah Playground okay. games, so they're doing Fable too, yeah. um, which is going to be coming out at some point. But yeah, first of Horizon 5 reviewing extremely well, uh, currently a full 10 points above Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, and Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy is a good game, <laughs> it's very good, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, I'm very curious to play this when it hits a Game Pass next week. So, it's going to be a lot of fun to, to trust, test that game out, and see how good it actually is. Very Guys. fun. So, I do wish, I, I just wish maybe Psychonauts 2 broke that 90 gap. Oh, yeah. I haven't
1: heard anything about that since it got out. It's very good. Because <laughs> if yeah, it, it
0: released, everyone liked it. And then they're like, all right, we can move on. It, there's heck. just over. no
1: controversy to
0: have if it's just a solid game. <laughs> that's it's it. a solid game that works, <laughs> which yeah. is apparently a hard bar to hit now. Uh, yeah, this day and age. <laughs> legitimately. So that's, that's our, our interesting little bit of games industry, game scoring. Racing game games are objectively the best.
1: Of
0: course. I yeah, guess so. Especially,
1: especially <gasps> compared to the rest oh. of uh, this year. <laughs> well, I, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised the Hot Wheels racing game isn't up there then. That's... Oh. The Hot Wheels racing game actually oh. did review pretty
0: well. Uh, it's it not did. up at the top, though. All right.
1: That was some fantastic stuff to watch.
0: Everyone ready to begin the proper discussion for this week? No, but okay. Great, because the, the proper discussion this week is we're going to talk about the games we've been playing this week. Uh, <laughs> because we've, we haven't done that in a while. And this is also going to be swept up into the Skyrim Apocalypse talk, because I've been playing a lot <laughs> of Skyrim <laughs> oh boy. past week. Uh, but Alex, I know you had an interesting game that you said you'd want to talk about.
1: I do. I have... So I have several, actually. For once, I'm, I'm starting out. to, I'm starting to branch out. Um, I because we were doing, can I talk about the Game Pass stuff?
0: Yeah, you can talk about it if you want yeah. to. It's just we're not gonna like officially go through that list right okay. now. Um, um
1: so uh, this is my first foray into into Game Pass. And, uh, so I was I was doing a little looking around, and uh, the the first game that I've been playing and that I just absolutely love it's so satisfying uh is carrion uh, oh that, yeah that's, that's on game pass man. which uh oh I I love my little Pepto-Bismol monster he he he's Bismol so monster <laughs> he's he so squiggly I it's so satisfying. I I wouldn't think because usually in other games where where the movement has been solely using the mouse and dragging, it hasn't been that good for me. It was, it was so nice in this one. It's very easily controllable, and at the same time, you know, he, he's still just flopping around the bigger he gets. Mm-hmm. Oh. What do you, oh. Why
0: don't I you know. give us the sales pitch for this game, for people that don't know what it is? Yeah, yeah. It is a lower-profile indie yeah. game.
1: So, So, it's a 2D... Pretty pretty uh nicely done pixel game where you are. I don't think you're in. You're you're some type a horror movie monster of, basically. Like yeah, an experiment like, kind of thing. Yeah, like uh like the 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 thing from the. Yeah, I think that's the thing from the from the Arctic. Yeah, the uh, thing from the thing. The yeah, thing the, thing from, from the, thing. the thing from the thing. Movie is called the thing. <laughs> um, you're essentially. That and you you break out of your little containment cell, um, and you can eat people, uh, to grow bigger. And the bigger you grow, the more powers you can have, and you can have things like a Spider-Man web shooter, uh, um, or being able to ram and pull objects. The bigger and stronger you get, or growing growing spikes or hard armor and things. And it's you, you're just flipping yourself all over the place with the with the mouse controls, and it's so fun, um. And you're you're going through this facility trying to break out and gather other pieces of yourself to gain gain more abilities.
0: It's so kind of like Metroid, like of finding yeah, your lost yeah. powers, mm-hmm. yes, overcoming Metroidvania. the uh, Metroidvania. I don't know if it's a Metroidvania. Is it level based or it's very Metroidvania? So they're, it's like they're... open, and you're revisiting areas and not yeah. level based.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're you're going back to places, You're just thinking, oh that that looks weird. I wonder when I'll be able to use that couple. Uh maybe maybe an hour or so later you get the oh I can crush boxes now. I can get through that door or I can remove this giant metal plug from the
0: wall. Lovely. It's what you love to see.
1: Or I can possess people now. That was a really fun one.
0: That's fun. That sounds cool, yeah. It reminds me of a uh the old GameCube game called Geist that is one of the coolest like first person shooters that I've ever played because you can zoop into anybody and control them and move them around to do Ooh. things. It's a wild game. Man, I wish more games would would go for the possession gimmick. It's very fun. It's what I the got... one saving grace of Watch Dogs Legion.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: have you played? A... This is a tiny bit off. Have, have you played Ghost Trick? I have played Ghost Trick. Ghost Trick is also very good. Yep. All right. Anything else to say about Carry On? Um, it's good,
1: especially if you. If if you're scared of monsters, this this might help. This might make you fall in love with a little Pepto-Bismol alien being.
0: Of course, <laughs> especially if you're scared of Pepto. Yeah. A... Yep. All right, Brett, what do you got for us?
2: All right, so we're talking we're talking mouse control only games. Mm. Um, we're, we're we're gonna keep on that train because for some reason, um, I got uh this game on Steam a while ago for like five bucks or something but it was on sale and it literally just like it it was a huge steam sale and I had some cash to throw around at the time and I was like, Oh, this looks interesting. Um it's called Xanadu Next and it is Xanadu? a it is a remaster port uh of a 2005 classic N gauge game. <laughs> Everyone's favorite <laughs> mobile console. <laughs> I, I basically... just want know how you find wow. these games. <laughs> I I literally my my mindset is that I want to be the guy that finds like the next cool hidden gem because I've that's that's what I that's what the ones that I kind of find more interesting like the the
0: the wild arms is the the star ocean. You know what is, you you need to add to your list, Brett, is a game called Resonance of Fate. Governments of fate yes it is a jrpg entirely it's, about guns
2: yes okay and it's on the uh it has it's backwards compatible because it's on 360 right i think so it, it just
0: came out with a new hd remake so oh i didn't what know was that
3: it
2: is, very nice
0: i by what? just came out i mean it came out last year so not okay. just but recently
1: <laughs> without reminding what was the cowboy-esque jrpg that you were playing that was that was ago. wild arms wild
2: arms um, like like I have I have so much love for for Final Fantasy for being like that is that's the that's the happy home of of jrpgs where they just like they work most of the time and <laughs> that's that's like the good the good bar to set but then you have so many wacky ones especially from these the era of like the 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 late 90s and the early 2000s where developers were just like I don't know cowboys and giant robots at the same time. Putting, it, quiet, of course, I I don't Xanadu, Xanadu Next is a Nihon
0: Falcon. <laughs> it is. <game. laughs> it is. They they don't um, put out bad games very often. They, they really, really don't. Really good.
2: Because this game feels like it should be worth more than $5 or whatever the normal asking price is when it's not on sale because it's it, like It legitimately, is currently
0: $15 on Steam to pick up Xanadu it's worth it.
2: Next. It's fully worth it because it's you you can you can play with a controller if you're an insane person but that will remind you that this is a phone game um it's a uh, it's you can just do mouse control only and uh it works completely well for an action rpg for some reason and uh it's, yeah it just it just kind of feels like a uh, like anime dark souls diablo kind of where you just have these very very demanding uh dungeon um encounters and uh like they're all divided into different like like a room that'll all like attach uh together it's almost it looks like as if it's um randomly generated, but it's not because each each thing has their own square on the map, and each time you exit the hallway, it like loads an extra room and stuff um but yeah it's just it's it's super weird. I haven't really played anything like it, and it's just like it's just an interesting uh action RPG that's been taken in a direction that I wasn't really I wasn't really expecting. Um and my favorite part about this game is that there's no cooldown for casting spells. The only thing that limits you is the amount of casts that you have. So if you're just having trouble fighting a boss, um and you have all your spells left over, you just mash uh right mouse click and it's just <laughs> and all, all of his health is gone. Just fireballs all gone in five seconds and the wonderful, wonderful. Magic it's missile. great. It's Magic fantastic. <laughs> you um, love to see that. It's yeah, and it's exactly the kind of a, uh, I mean, it's a, again, an N gauge game. So it's basically a PS one game in terms of how it looks, which is exactly the way the way that I love when games look. So it's if you like that sort of thing, uh, and you're looking for something in the the not full price market, then I would absolutely recommend it.
0: All right. Now I've got three games tonight. I've, I've played a lot of minor. Small games that I want to talk about, uh, and then Skyrim. So I'm gonna and kick it off. Skyrim. Oh in- God. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about Skyrim a little bit uh, towards the end, though, because that, that has a lot of stuff going on yeah. with the modding thing that I want to hit on. But first, we're sticking on the theme of mouse control games. Oh. Planet Zoo. Oh. So Planet Zoo <laughs> oh. is a game where you run a zoo full of cute 3D modeled animals and you just manage the zoo, make sure your animals are happy and that your guests are going in and buying all the drinks and whatnot so your capitalistic influx of money continues so you can buy more rare and endangered animals and build enclosures for them. Except it's like... Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, you can physically build... Yep. Like, uh, that's the big... The big uh, that's Planet Zoo and Planet Coaster. They're both the same developer. Um, Frontier their big deal is that you can kind of build everything by hand if you want to and i find that works a lot better in the zoo game than the roller coaster game because with the roller coaster tycoon style games you usually want to get into the tycoon portion that's the bit that's fun for a lot of people is managing your your finances and whatnot and kind of building out this theme park in a way that you really like but with planet uh, coaster you had to spend so much time on the visuals or your park would just look terrible it just wouldn't look very good because you have to spend so much time with what's essentially just a level design toolkit, or your stuff is gonna look awful. That works a lot better in a zoo setting, because with zoos, you're kind of incrementally upgrading all the time by placing in new things. So like all you have to research animals when you have them in your pens to unlock new things to make those animals happier. So like I have my my Indian pea fowl that are uh, the the peacocks running around. And at first I can't get them super happy because I don't know what items they like, right? I don't know what what toys they want in their enclosure, what um, flora and fauna are best suited to being in the same enclosure. So I get my veterinarian to go go research them. And then after my veterinarian does some research, I can put in new toys and whatnot in their enclosure. And you get to see these cute animations of them interacting with the items and whatnot. It's very adorable.
1: I am trying so hard to come up with an Indian pea fowl fun pun.
0: <laughs> look, they do. The Indian peafowl are, are a mess because they're super cheap to get at the start. So they're a good starter animal, but they poop everywhere, everywhere. And look, your your Sucking. keepers and your caretakers have a hard time dealing with that much excrement.
1: <laughs> I, I can't go for that one. It's too little. Too <laughs> Legitimately.
0: Afar. It's too low of a bar. Because then you're, then the guests all complain that you're there's too much everywhere, <laughs> so you got to clean it up. Uh, but it's a very fun game, especially when you start getting into the crazy things, and, and you get stuff like monkeys who can climb, and you can actually build out like climbing courses for them that they'll actually do. Ooh, like they run across them and everything. Nice. It, it, it's, I think it, it's a formula that works a lot better in that zoo setting where you can kind of, you get the reward of seeing your animals look all happy and then go play with things. Which it works really well in the 3d kind of very nicely rendered look that it has so
1: it's like 3d 3d it's not sort of yeah proper
0: 3D. It is proper full 3d um and you can kind of modify every single detail down to like how tall your barriers are to make sure that animals don't get out of them there's certain animals that like gain benefits from being in enclosures with different types so you have like your your warthogs like being around certain wildebeests and whatnot you put them all in a giant enclosure together, which is a lot of fun to watch them interact. So, it's a very entertaining, kind of casual management game. A lot of fun. All right, Alex, you ready for your next exploration game?
1: Indian poop foul. There I said it.
0: <sighs> Good job. I thought you could resist it. I, I was fingers I'm were crossed. So that sorry, you could
1: it. I'm so sorry. Um. Oh god! I actually tr- almost cried trying to hold that back. <laughs> I have a, I have a problem. This is
0: incredible to watch.
1: Oh, I have a serious problem. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the, you have a other... problem? Uh, he oh he was just about to start and get over it. Look know. what you did!
2: You did this.
1: Um, oh god. Okay. Uh the the other game that I've been playing is. Uh, it's not all it's not all mouse control, but it is another 2D side scrolling esque game. Um it is oh god. Uh unto unto the end. It's mm-hmm. uh very dramatic. It it feels a little Norse inspired with how the, the visuals go. It's very how, how do I describe it? It's sort of a little it's not 3D, though the animation suggests that it might be like
0: 2.5D kind of look,
1: yeah. or or it's very good procedural, and then there's a 2D filter over it. Um, but it's um, yeah, uh, lots of lots of like nice sharp pointy edges, it has that sort of uh yeah. rough aesthetic to it. Um, but it the the general premise is you're like part of you're part of like a, a hunter gatherer type person type tribe and you're trying to find your way back to your family or or cuz you you go out hunting one day you you step on a rock it it breaks and you you fall through this massive hole in the ground um it's very for for a 2D side scroller i would say it's very um uh survival and sort of atmospheric horror heavy where it's uh, they and they say this in a message at the outs- on the outset of the game that uh combat is meant to be very hard, you are very weak. Everything in this game is a lot stronger than you. This is a defense first game, and that's where uh, I got really interested in it because I've been seeing games like uh, for honor, uh, and things like that focus on you know, like uh, stances and specific places to block. Yeah, like blocking, oh, there, there, there. Uh, with that, uh, this game has that, it has blocking and stances and things like you can block high. Block low, go for lower high attacks, things like that. Uh, there's. And you're also holding your torch because it is almost pitch black where you are. It's very hard to see, even with the brightness all the way up. It's ridiculous. Um, and it's like, yeah, during combat, you will drop your torch. You can get your sword knocked out of your hands easily because, once again, you're fighting these big, like, dark troll type monsters, and everything is a lot stronger than you. <laughs> And you could, you could terrifying. You, you can get nicked by one of their claws, and you after and after you finish a f- finish that fight, you'll collapse because you can die from bleeding out. Oh my god, that's brutal. There is there's, mod- <laughs> there's there's medical supplies that you can craft. There's new bits of armor, which I got. It's it's very much that survivalist thing because the the first set of armor I I crafted were uh, were bone bracers. Oh, so it's cool. very much well, that type of it, you know making medicine from
3: leaf mm-hmm.
1: things like that and it is yep. oh it's it's an interesting type of grunge that i didn't think i'd be into it's it's um only gripe is that the the movement itself feels a little slow that this is also after i've been playing carrion where i can
0: yeah game and doom and flop
1: around That's true <laughs> um yeah it's uh I, i'd say it's pretty fun
2: sounds cool i haven't heard of that before that sounds really I i don't know if i would be able to play it because it sounds extremely brutal and uh, I only barely got through Silent Hill 2 without it, uh, you know, not being able to handle it. But, like, it sounds very interesting. I'll have to see if I can watch somebody play that just to get a sense of what the game is like.
0: Well, speaking of getting a sense of what the game is like, Brett, why don't you give us a sense of what the next game that you've been playing is like?
2: Well, I mentioned it and uh, then I realized that we didn't talk about the other piece of news that we missed because it was that forgettable um oh. was the only good thing to be shown in the <laughs> playstation state of play Yo. uh was the new star ocean uh installment uh that this is this is the franchise that everybody thought was dead because nobody or cared was about just it like very place.
0: slowly dying because it's, every yeah, single entry that's come out in like the last 10 years has been pretty bad it's, it's been progressively worse pretty much yeah um
2: I'm not going to stick on this too long because it's not the game that I played because it's not out yet, but it just looks cool that you can fly around and it's just cool. Have you ever played around. a Star Ocean game before? Well, I played uh, almost all of the first one. The like the re... not it's, yeah. the, it's just like an HD port on the PS4. It's not really a remaster, but it does have some nice new character art. Um, and then I saw the, the trailer for Star Ocean, and I was like, Yo! New Star Ocean game! I've only played like one, and so now I'm playing uh, the second one, which is is the one that um, at least out of the two two D ones is one that people really like. Uh, yeah, this the is second one people, and I want to say the fourth are the ones people tend to really gel on. It's either the third yeah, or the yeah. fourth? I think I think it's the third. It's like till the end of time or whatever. They're, they they stop numbering in them after. Yeah, the they, one. <laughs> they
0: start listing them by titles. I know integrity and faithlessness is the one that's not that great, but is like that's the most fun enough. One, yeah. And then there's like this the one that I used to play, which was on the Wii. I think I had it. Was let me oh, look up oh. those Star Ocean games <laughs> because I'll remember it after seeing it. Is I have. Star What's Ocean it? is kind of the the JRPG series that I weirdly enough grew up playing alongside Final Fantasy. Really? Yeah, because it was the one that was like relatively kid friendly from the cover art and whatnot. Yeah, right? yeah. So. That's like if you're a parent and you're going, oh, my kid likes RPGs. Well, Star Ocean seems pretty good. It's like spaceships and stuff. And hey, it worked mm-hmm. I was a kid that loved Star Ooh. Trek and whatnot. So I was like, JRPG no. spaceships? Yeah, yeah, give me more of that. Um, it was a very, very interesting uh, set of games because most of them are just weird. Like It's yes. hard to place what a Star Ocean game is actually like because they aren't regular kind of games
2: yeah they the the uh the dev team Triace is made from from three big boys that used to work on the original few uh tales of games and then oh, left yeah. for whatever reason um and then just kind of wanted to make their own thing and you can kind of see that in the first two star oceans because they li- the first one is literally just like the classic tales of uh like ps1 Games, but it's it's just kind of vaguely space-like. Instead, it's literally just a Tales of game, but with sci-fi elements in it. Um, and usually and, much worse storytelling. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. I, that, that's why I didn't even really bother finishing it, is because I liked I liked parts of it, but like, I mean, the, the combat was literally like just mashing A. It was literally just mashing A. You like auto locked onto your enemies, and it was you moved down in like a like a 3D space, which is cool for the time. Um, but, like, it was literally just magic.
1: It's kind of like and just it,
0: getting through, get to get through the story. It's not is really it, a, Yeah.
1: Is it weird if I say I just got, like, a... Not really a nostalgia burst, but a flashback of playing Tales of Abyss 1 and 2 on my 3DS?
0: Not at all, because that's very much what, what Star Vision is like.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, And uh, at 2 is still in that kind of, like, vein of gameplay. It's still very... It feels like a Tales of game, but they're they're getting to like weirdly enough they got to 3D movement first because Tales of Games stayed 2D like like 2D Side fighter roller. style combat yeah. for like a while like they had like you know they had the classic like birds eye view like overworld kind of things uh like every other JRPG usually mm-hmm. does um but like combat for Tales of Games for the longest time um i want to say until like Symphonia or something was all just, like, side-scrolling. Um, Symphonia was still
0: was, mostly... It was, like, vaguely 3D. It was in a 2D plane for the most part. Oh, yeah. So. But the characters are 3D. You so. technically can move in 3D from my yeah. remembrance of it because I did play it oh. a while back. Um, and even... Yeah. Now, are even we talking
1: then, 3D as in, like, full stick motion or up-down-left-right diagonals?
2: Well, you see... To make sure that you don't accidentally jump by pressing up <laughs> on the movement stick, you need to hold, what is it like the left trigger or something yeah. to make sure that you know to run or whatever. It's oh. it's like that for so many of them up until the new ones that like a couple of Tales games that I've played where I just like, I, I, one of the controllers that I had for my Xbox One just had like a slight little bit of drift on that stick and, and it kept making my character jump and I just it just became oh. unplayable. But I don't have this problem because, Star Ocean is 3D movement and there is no jump button. You just, you just if yeah. something is jumping and you try to attack it, it'll jump for you. Um, which, you know, means combat is pretty simple, but it's also pretty hard. So you need to, like, get things into a stun lock and stuff. Um, oh. Story-wise, it's very, um, actually, I have an interesting relationship with this game. Because this, this yep. goes back uh, a year or so. Because I, I played an emulated version of the PSP port of this game. Because the main character of the game, Claude Kenny, was voiced by a man named Spike Spencer, who voices Shinji Ikari in Evangelion. And I wanted to play the version with Shinji being the main character because I'm a nerd. Aww. And I just wanted to see what that would be like. And he was fine. But it was like, it's like emulating a PSP game. And it's like, oh, just eh, whatever. I, I, other things came up <laughs> and I dropped it. Now playing the original version, where like, I don't know if you guys have heard... The like the original voice acting for like Symphony of the Nights, like opening little cutscene bit yeah. where it's just the I most
1: don't think I have.
2: Imagine the most bit-crushed audio and, like, everybody sounds like Duke Nukem a little bit because that's just what the human race <laughs> sounded like in the 90s, apparently. That's what all the characters sound like, and they all say every single magical move they cast and every single time they get hurt and every single time that they win. It's amazing. It's adorable.
1: What um, is a man? What a miserable pile of seeks.
2: Exactly, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh. Um,
2: but in, in that first run, uh, this is... I think this is a unique thing in the Star Ocean series um, where they give you a choice of what character you want to play as. You can play as uh, your 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 blonde space boy, Claude, yeah. or you can play as uh, your blue-haired fantasy elf girl, um, Reina. And uh, on the first time, I played Claude so I could hear Shinji. But this time, uh, because I already seen the beginning from the other point of view, I started playing as uh, Reina. And it's just really interesting to be like, oh, yeah, this entire part of the beginning of the game, like if if I only played this, I wouldn't know this, but because Claude is a space boy and the space boys have the Star Trek logic of how do we interact with these these uh you know primitive uh like races on planets that don't have spacefaring technology like we can't just tell them that we're from space they're gonna Start praising us as like gods or like heroes from legend or something, and we 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 can't like that's that's unethical. We can't do that,
1: which is like weird
2: for this game. But
1: that's really
2: cool. It's yeah. So so having played the beginning, I know that Claude is is a space boy that gets sent here by a mystical artifact, and this happens in the first like 15 minutes, so it's not spoilers. Um, but from the other perspective, Rana does not know any of this, and because he won't tell her where she's from, beginning. Yes, she thinks that he's a hero of legend because he doesn't want to tell her where he's from. Oh. um and like she'll always be like, "Oh, why are you looking up at the sky so often?" And then he's just like, because mm. that's somewhere my family is looking for me because I get sent away from the space boys it's It's very interesting um so i I'm like this this game also apparently has like eighty endings, and I'm literally i don't know to do that because
0: and look th- him this up, this like a up
2: exactly this is this is something that that games today don't even have a lot of um is well first of all a console game with every single key can be rebinded on the ps1 which i thought was hilarious um (laughs) but every single party member in the game has a has a relationship meter and a friendship meter And there are little things that you can do. Like, instead of entering a town with everyone, you can press square to have a private action in which all characters will enter separately and go to their own, like, shops and stuff. You can interact with them to either raise or lower your your friendship and relationship meters to, by the end of the game, either be, like, really cool with everyone or be, like, super close with, uh, like, one of the characters to have, like, a romance with them or, like, just stuff like that. And that's where all the endings come from. Which is it's wild to me. It's so cool that it's there, but it's like I'm not gonna. Uh,
1: but it's it's I'm a thing. where really It's very intimidating there. to interact <laughs> it's with. Exactly. It's, yeah. It's, it's a thing where you can't like max out everyone in a playthrough. It's, there are I, a few I don't know choices that are.
2: That, well, I mean, you can't even get everyone in a playthrough. Like depending on who oh. you start as and who like the, it does have some mutually exclusive characters that you can't get if you have other ones and stuff. Oh, there's um, but so I, I many. Think, Ooh there it's, is yeah, a uh,
0: this is the first departure is like the new title they gave it this game is got a recent re-release on switch i think i think a few other platforms too that's that's the the first one this is the second story
2: which i um, think got yeah it, it got a psp port but it didn't get any of the the new things which is a shame because i think like like, already, I'm only, like, eight hours in or something. And this is clearly the better game because I was eight hours in to the first one and I looked at the walkthrough and I was like, you have an hour and a half left to play, basically. And I was like, well... <laughs> so, it, it, would, it would be nice. I mean, you know, you're getting this new Star Ocean game out there. Most of the people, aside from the YouTubers that talk about JRPGs all the time and me, like, they don't know. They don't know what this is. So it would be cool if they had more... I and mean, you have the first one, but that's not the best showing for the series. It would be cool if they had more ports for the the ones that people like a lot
0: because i feel like the there's... the late ps1 and early gamecube eras of wild games like especially jrpgs yeah. stuff like bait and kytos and, and lost kingdoms and yes. whatnot coming out those games need ports because man like they're so I interesting know. they're so interesting compared uh,
2: to like what you get today yeah. from like those same studios if they even exist anymore it's like there's just there's so much experimentation there's so much like weird like like, what are you talking about you're going to make a hard JRPG with with rhythm based input systems and then Shadow Hearts comes out and it's just actually good and th- that that just doesn't happen anymore because it's not what people what what people want or like the next like big thing or whatever it's not a battle royale or a gritty shooter or something like that like I don't know that there's yeah. just that era is so, is so like high tier in every single era of of gaming so far and it's also the hardest to get to because right now we're in that nostalgia wave where all the prices for these PS1 games are in like the hundred dollar range if you get them like with the case or whatever, and you're just lucky to see one below the triple digit mark, and you just have to just like grab them because you know they're never gonna get cheaper. It's like yeah, not everyone can can have a collection like that, and it just sucks that they aren't
0: preserving them very well. Yeah, especially because there's so many just franchises that kind of. I don't want to say died because many of them just kind of finished there there was like there were franchises that finished in the p s two era that are just super cool um stuff like Resident of Fate coming back that has these weird gameplay systems that just don't exist yeah. anymore uh it's very exciting to see, yeah, I did remember which one it is that I used to play. It's the last hope because it has the it has the the typical u s cover of like a yes. silhouette of a man with a spaceship yep. flying through it. That's what they always are. <laughs> yep. For some reason. It's great, and I love, I, I just remember the main character's name, Edge Maverick. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> That's God. awesome. And then like the, everyone else on the ship just has a not name. But <laughs> He's the main character, so he's
1: Edge it's Maverick. Maverick. <laughs> Edge Maverick and Jonathan Arbuckle.
0: <laughs> In the new Garfield. Yep. Garfield. <laughs> That is the one that's on Xbox back, backwards compatibility, and that is technically I okay. think the, the fourth or the fifth game in the series, yeah, uh, which I think is the last one that was like somewhat well received. I think so, so yeah. I
2: just
0: want to see more of them. All right, so I got I, I got another game, and I think this is the one that's gonna send Brett into like a kind catatonic state <laughs> so? once I say this. So y'all ever y'all, y'all ever heard of a game called House Flipper? So, I've been playing a little bit of House Flipper. Okay. All right. So I humble bundle does the, like the monthly humble bundle, and the one for last month had House Flipper in it. I was like, you know what? Might as well give it a shot. Yeah, better a time than things. now. Because I was just bored one afternoon. Was like, you know what? I want to give this a shot. Downloaded it. the house? It's like Animal Crossing, except you get to break down walls with a sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty into that. That's awesome. It's very entertaining in a, for very specific people because I, I think it's the kind of game where if you don't get a lot of satisfaction from like the micro actions of doing these different like renovation things, mm-hmm. you would not like this game right because yeah. you do end up inevitably staring at walls literally watching paint dry at some point <laughs> as you're like painting the walls so Is there
1: also like a mini thing where you're like putting a radiator together and yep. manually screwing on the bolts or something like yep, that Yeah, that stuff
0: i love that stuff i'm a huge fan of those weird mini games where you have to like click on the thing and then it like screws itself in and whatnot and you got to do that for every different part but there's also skills this game has like perks oh, that you get an as RPG. Paint. <laughs> so as you it is an RPGified house flipping game.
2: That's wild. What the Where, hell? <laughs> as I
0: paint the house. Originally you can only paint like one little strip of the wall at once, but then you oh, get the ability no. to paint like two at once, and then you can get the ability to paint faster and use less paint, oh, so you don't yeah. need to go back to the paint bucket and refill your brushes often. And then you can eventually do four segments of the wall at once. It's incredible. Innovative now.
1: gameplay. <laughs> I'm now imagining, and I have stuck in my head, a quadruple wide paint roller on the same... That is what it's all. like.
0: <laughs> Legitimately. What? It has a wild sense of progression. And I haven't gotten super far into it, because it is the kind of game where I think you'd need to be in a specific mood to play it. But if you're That's in really, that yeah. mood, you're going to have like, the best time ever. So, I don't know. I can. I think I can heartily recommend that game to anyone where where it sounds enjoyable to just open a bunch of emails and then go do house renovation jobs for people except it's it's rpgified and you get money to buy a house and customize it (laughs) and you can do cool things like if you're in your little shed apartment that you start with you can like bust down the wall and expand your own apartment if you want and add new rooms to it that's that's pretty or you can move into any of the different houses that the game has and like clean them up yourself and get a new living space out of it so Lots of cool little systems like that that are just very fun from this, like, tiny indie game that I paid nothing for. So, very entertaining to see. Plus, they have, if you're into HDTV, which I've never watched in my life, there is an HDTV add-on where you do episodes of the TV show in the game. Wow. Where oh, you go do the wow. and I'm like, That's pretty sick. That actually sounds like an incredible wow. <laughs> gameplay experience. If you're into that kind of thing. So, I, th- I think people that like Animal Crossing, but maybe wish there were less time gates and whatnot, might find something to enjoy with this.
1: Mm-hmm. People who yeah. like Animal Crossing, but also just constantly hear the Home Depot soundtrack in the back of their heads <laughs> are constantly pulled. I, to, know, I hear the Lowe's The Sears.
0: <laughs> the Sears in TJ Maxx, Home Goods. Yeah. <laughs> you know, got to get your little knickknacks to decorate the shelf. Oh, uh, God, East is the place where the helpful hardware is at. <laughs> no, we're, we can't sing that on the oh no no we're fine with five seconds of it that's fine we it's can't good, go over ten we're safe <laughs> we're, we're safe as long as you stop uh, so I, yeah, that I game did, is absolutely wild I think I
2: have watched uh, our friend Eric play some of this before I think is there. there's a stage where you have to make like a it's like a like a bb gun or like a paintball range interior kind of thing and you have to there was this really weird like oh yeah go go renovate this place and like half of the tasks were just like placing guns on walls and it was very strange i haven't done that 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 one yet but i did do
0: i have gotten one that's like renovate this old ruined drug addict house and turn it into a kindergarten (laughs) (laughs) so you need to like tear it apart oh my god and then you add things like lockers
1: there's a secret dark plot to house flipper, isn't there? It really? <laughs> probably. There's
0: a hidden story here. Because like I, I'm probably, I think I'm about, I've played about five hours of it over the course of the last two weeks, and, uh, I am like nowhere near to touching the server. Like, I, I have not even unlocked the ability to like flip houses yet. I, I don't mm-hmm. have the house flipping, unless it's a thing. You, you might be able to just go do that. Like I'm not certain you actually need to like get a thing. I think that might be kind of the equivalent of the sandbox mode. But I have not gotten a thing to, like, go actually tear a house down and done it yet. I just got my first one that's, like, go do that, which is the kindergarten one. So I've been doing the smaller jobs that tend to, like, tell you how to use your different things, your wheel of abilities, and, like, know how to sledgehammer walls correctly. Because when you sledgehammer them, they, like, actually physically break. And so you have to, like, sledgehammer individual bits to make sure they fall down correctly. And you actually get all the wall off of it. I like got that. the
2: Rainbow Six physics. Yep. Ooh, I, I tell you, from
1: from cracked to kindergarten, got me. My- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. But it was like a thing. There was a one that was like, "Go clean up this dorm, this house that a bunch of college students rented." And you can just see this ruined house with like pizza things everywhere, and there's a roach infestation. I'm like, "Yep." But college is not right. Out. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, just as, in kind of a zen way. Okay, any other games that we want to mention from either of you?
2: Um, I want to tangentially, because I, I wasn't playing it, but I, I, this was one that I did watch Eric play recently uh, that came out and is on Game Pass. Uh, unpacking is what that reminded me of, to a lesser degree of like renovating stuff. Yep. But it has that same kind of like, it, it has that same feeling of like, oh, I just really feel like cleaning today. And then you just like, you do all the things, you put them on all the right spot, and you get that kind of. You I can tell you right now that is, state.
0: that is ninety percent chance my choice for the you, <laughs> games club we're gonna do. Hey, so <laughs> there you go. Yep. Yeah. You you don't clean your actual house. You just clean. clean virtually. Don't ever clean your real. Listen,
1: house. real life is an RPG. If I real life I, is a pixel art, Alex. <laughs> if I could click on a box and just donate all the books in. If
0: all it took room. to install a radiator is like clicking the mouse on a few buttons, I would do it oh. all the time. <laughs> Yup. It's been wild. Alright. It
1: does that's paying other people to do it.
0: Alex, are you ready to unleash your Elder Scrolls?
1: Baby, Go that's what we're here about. That's what that's what it's all about. That's what we're here for.
0: We're here for the Elder Scrolls time. And so for people that don't know, uh Skyrim is getting an anniversary edition on November eleventh. It's eleven eleven, you know, the anniversary of ten years ago. <laughs> When, when Skyrim, Skyrim first came because, out. Because oh of,
1: instead of creating another Elder Scrolls game, just Skyrim again. You know, just like Skyrim classic, again.
0: The, the classic Todd move. Though this one is a lot nicer because if you already own Special Edition, it's only $20 top grade. And it includes all the Creation Club stuff. All of it. He he, so. he
1: pulled he pulled, a, he pulled a Chess Club move on us.
0: He did. Now, that's all well and good. You know, Skyrim's getting this updated version. If you already own it, it's $20. If you don't own it, it's 50 you get to get all, your, all the whole version with all the DLC and all the Creation Club DLC that's been released, as well as a bunch of new things and a ton of like larger Creation Club stuff they've been working on.
1: And there's cool, a of good quest lines and things like that. More, more armor sets, yeah. Mainly,
0: and a lot of things that are just like the nice thing with Creation Club compared to regular modding is that you know everything is compatible and will work without the need to like yeah, yeah. go through a bunch of patches, which I'll talk but about also, in there's... a minute.
1: There's just more quality in mods than there is in yes.
0: the Creation Club. Yes. Like Creation Club is like sure the it's weapons these, and whatnot look cool, it's, but It's all
1: these bits and pieces. There's nothing really cohesive, I guess, except for that the one quest line of
0: what what is it? Saints and Sinners. Saints and Seducers, and there's um they're coming out with two more quest line mods that are like complete quest lines that look very cool. I think the cause is like a uh Mythic Dawn themed one, and then they have another one. that I don't know, remember what it's about. But there's there's three of them coming out that all look. Oh, Tribunal! It's a Tribunal thing from Morrowind. That um, yeah. all three of those look really good, but the rest of it is mostly content that is just kind of like, oh, here's a new sword with like a quest where you can go kill a crab and get it or something, right?
1: <laughs> or or it just puts it in your inventory for things yeah. like that. I it, don't it's think just the they, kind of thing
0: that severe. But there's there's been there's not a lot of detail to them and like as as quality as the items can be because most of them were made by modders it's stuff like the only really major quality things from that are things like the player homes because eleonora who's a very well-known skyrim modder who makes player homes has a couple of creation club player homes that are really good uh, so stuff like that is the kind of thing you're getting in this that's valuable but you're not getting any major gameplay things aside from fishing <laughs> so yeah, if you want your I gameplay have- mods
1: Aquariums, I guess, if you could count that as gameplay.
0: Yeah, it's the kind of thing where it's like none of these Creation Club things are offering anything that is substantial enough to warrant not playing with mods. Luckily, yeah. normally you don't have to. However, and yeah, these things
1: get yeah, they Yeah, sorry, no, that the, that goes into exactly what you were gonna
0: say. Yeah, yeah. However, the anniversary edition is releasing a like scripting update to special edition which is going to actively break every single mod. Uh, and this update is not opt-in. So if you have it on Steam and you launch Skyrim, it is going to update. Or if you don't, even if you don't launch Skyrim and you just have it installed, it's going to update. So anyone that wants to play with mods from now, probably until like six months to a year from now, prevent your game from updating on Steam and never launch it through Steam. Only launch it through like SKSE or whatever God. mod launcher you're using. Uh, because it will break everything. That That's the kind of general consensus. It's not going to break mods that don't use scripting.
1: Wait, if we... So if we do, like, stop the auto-updating, can we still launch it from from Steam? Or... You cannot...
0: Pre- do not press the button that says Skyrim. That That's the thing. If you want to launch it, what I did is I went into Steam and hid Skyrim Special Edition. So I now cannot access Spy- Skyrim Special Edition unless I, like, specifically type its name in and then open the hidden menu and go look in so there's like three steps now to me touching that version of the game so that I don't accidentally touch it yeah and if so I want to Descon,
1: desktop icons either that's off the table
0: well what I did do is I put in SKSE has the SKSE SKSE loader that it ships with I just added that into Steam as a Steam game essentially and I launch it through Steam using that so it's never actually launching the Skyrim exe it's launching skse and then you can set like a custom logo to match skyrim and everything so functionally it can work the same and it even still does steam achievements and whatnot um it's just not launching it through the exe that will have steam force update it oh and that will save oh, your, your skyrim install spell from getting mods breaking what was that alex
1: my my head is spinning i don't think i'm gonna get the, i don't think i'm gonna do this right oh god, I'm never going to be able to play Skyrim again.
0: Well, the, I think the the honest answer is it's not the end of the world because like the Skyrim mods are going to get updated, at least most of the major Eventually, ones. Eventually, yeah. um, The things that stand to be lost are a lot of the old DLL loaders and whatnot and stuff that was scripting-based before SKSE was kind of universal. The DLL? DLLs are just a type of file that need to be loaded into games a specific way um so a lot of older mods that use that kind of thing or that use skse are going to break until skse is updated and we don't know how the SKSE update is going to work where it might make it might be able to work the same way for most end users the modders that are making these mods and then they just need to like go in and update it or they're going to have to update a lot more if they're using skse and like manually redo a lot of calls and if that's the case, then we may not see a lot of the gameplay overhauls that have been done actually ship for Anniversary Edition at any point because they can't. Like the modder, If the modders stop modding for whatever reason, they don't play the game anymore, those mods are kind of mm-hmm. dead in the water until they get updated. Of course, we which we is, won't really know how this works until Anniversary Edition is out. Which is likely because it has
1: been a decade.
0: Yeah, like it's been a full decade. People have moved on um yeah so i'm sure some mods are just not going to be updated uh and a lot of things are going to have issues of like not updating and maybe breaking a lot of things that are built around them is like skyrim was the the third game that i've basically been playing the last few weeks and i went in and did the largest modding run i've ever done i normally when i mod skyrim i, I maybe get up to like 50 at the most and have like just a couple of a nice, easy-to-install mods. I never do the things that require compatibility patches. I never do anything like that. This time I went, nah, I'm going in. <laughs> I am making the All perfect in. load order before uh, this Anniversary Edition update so that I do not need to touch anything related to the game yeah. and I can just play it. And so now I have installed like every, almost every dlc size mod. I've got major city overhauls for every city. I have tons of incompatible things normally that need patches. So I've got, I'm up to 244 mods, not including like the 50 that I installed and then uninstalled because they were breaking things or needed compatibility patches that didn't work. So my load order is now perfect. And I'm basically playing Skyrim, except it's not Skyrim because it doesn't play like Skyrim at all. I showed Alex this (laughs) earlier, but I've added, I have a thing where you can now block no matter what you're holding in your hands. So, if you have two spells, you can still block. If you have a sword, you can still block. It won't be super effective if you don't have a shield, but you can block. And that means you can trigger timed counters. And of course, I have the Sekiro preset for Ultimate Combat. Of course. It's called the Sekiro <laughs> preset, which adds the That's Sekiro sparks from your blade. When you block With a timed block and adds stagger cool. to enemies so that they get staggered on, like, a. Based on how many times you block them or, like, hit them with a power attack, they get staggered. So you can deal some damage. And it makes combat feel so much better. But then, of course, I went in and added something called True Directional Movement, which makes it so that you can move easily in 360 degrees in third person, which is a problem that Skyrim's always had. And you can lock on to things with, like, a lock-on target. So I now have combat lock-on, and it has, like, boss health bars that show up. You have your enemy health bars. It's like a weird mix of Dark Souls and something like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, where you have that kind of lock-on, circle-strafing combat, but with Skyrim of course there's dodges now uh there's counters the animations are all completely different i don't think i have a single base animation left in the game for the player character aside from like sitting down (laughs) even then i'm not 100 percent certain that makes all the attacks look way better it just it makes a bonkers amount of difference to where now skyrim feels like a game that probably would have come out maybe a year ago aside from the visuals obviously looking like they're 10 Mm -hmm. years old but the gameplay itself now feels vastly superior, and also kind of, because you can customize everything, you have the ability to kind of make the game exactly how you want it to be. So, like, you, what I like to do is I don't like the lethality of a lot of Skyrim mods, where they, they keep going for, oh, you kill the enemy really fast, and the enemy kills you really fast. I don't think that's that fun, because, like, the fighting the enemy is the fun part, right? So why do you want that to yeah. end really quickly? So I tend to use the mods that allow me to customize it and make it so that I have, I I do less damage, but enemies don't necessarily deal more damage to me. So that way they have essentially bigger health pools for me to fight with. And the fights are extended a little bit, which I think feels a lot better. And there's tons of stuff going on.
1: Oh no. Wait, you, you, so you're talking about with the anniversary uh, edition doing scripting changes. The the most recent playthrough of Skyrim that I've been doing, I've been so I caved and I was not able to do a voice only run. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm using shouting as my main weapon because I have the I have the amulets of Talos stacked on.
0: Oh yeah, is that, so really that going to get rid of
1: the ability to? Is that going to get rid of the ability to stack
0: amulets of Talos? It depends on what mod you're using for it. I'm not using a mod for it you're not using a mod for them, then probably not. I doubt it, but... yes, oh, I you
3: would recommend no if you're doing
0: idea. a shout run, you've got to try Thunderchild, which lets you... It gives tons of expanded shouts. There's new areas of High Hrothgar you can go to. All sorts of crazy stuff.
1: You have no idea how rock hard it makes me to go into the <laughs> Civil War quest line and Fusro-Daw an entire army. Look, there's
0: a, a fun one that... It, uh, Thunderchild has like an alternative to the Fūsrad typical shout where instead of like launching people you slam them into the air like an, in an AoE circle like, kind of like thing. A... It's Ooh, called Earthquake, that's... yeah. Instead, Ooh. so you launch them directly into the air because what Thunderchild does is it adds alternate meanings for the words in different combinations. And so you can get shouts using the same words as before that have new combos. So cool! It's super fun. Yeah, that
2: sounds pretty sick.
0: And of course, you have to unlock them by doing a mini game where your stamina drains, and cool. you can only see your stamina bar for the first like two seconds of this, and then you have to predict and try to stop the mini game when your stamina bar is under twenty percent. So you have to guess based on how long it's taking to do that, which is a cool little mini game that you don't have to do very much, but oh, it's a neat way so to unlock cool. new stuff.
1: Like in the the new areas of High Rothgar that you talked about,
0: yeah, and they add new ways to get dragon souls too. Of like now there are certain animals that are like blessed by kind for you to hunt, so you go hunt these animals, and once you kill like four of them, you get a dragon soul. So there's stuff like that cool. where you can have alternate ways of gaining and using dragon souls, which is very fun. There's tons of new stuff to play with. So, yeah, I was also
1: doing the fire shout. Yeah, it's. I... Oh, what was. I, I I was sticking with the three main fusro da, um, like the just the the fire shout the fire breath because dragon, and then not like it wasn't like the 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 ice storm, but it was it it wasn't just frost breath, it was it was ice form. Oh so yeah, just in case people want. Oh.
0: Yeah, so, there's tons of cool stuff with that. It's a very, very interesting way to play the game but with all these crazy mods that allow me to do things that the game was not play, designed for. Playing it
1: as the Dragonborn, as Bethesda didn't intend.
0: And not having to fumble around in your menu all the time to make sure you're switching correctly at different points and like using potions and whatnot. Now I have a button that I can press on my controller that just uses a potion for any resource I have that's under maximum. Ooh! Yeah, cool. I just double press down on my D-pad, and I I just auto use a potion. It's great. God, I need to get to
1: I need to get to Bruma before the scripting goes belly up.
0: I haven't yeah installed
1: that my that mod
0: probably will break. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it will, but it probably will. Uh, <laughs> safe to assume if you're in doubt, it's going to break until it gets fixed.
1: Oh, I have three days now.
0: Yep, (laughs) to just go in and uncheck that box. It's a lot of lot of crazy time for the Skyrim modding community, and like, there's a fix to this. Just make it a separate version of Skyrim instead of updating the special edition. But I'm sure that probably would have caused its own issues of like they may not have been able to do the discount thing if you own the game. So
1: that's that's Todd's checkmate. Yeah, screw you.
0: I mean, he's doing a, an AMA about it soon, so we'll see if there's any mm. added news. Oh, but let's see how well that goes. I am curious, because Todd Howard is very an, is an AMA. Very he's going to oh. have an interesting time. With that, we've gone through our games to talk about, which means we're to shoutouts.
1: Oh, uh,
0: wow. We got through. Oh. We, we actually hit the time that we normally aim for in the show, which is just about an hour and a half. Which is the goal wacky. time? Usually, we run up to like two hours because we talk too much. <laughs> yep, but we made sure
2: to get the Elden Ring stuff out at the beginning this time. Yeah, that helped that, that we didn't go decision. on the entire time.
0: <laughs> Speaking of shout outs in Elden Ring and shouting in Skyrim, because you know it's a thing you do. What are your shout? Outs? Hey. <laughs> good, good
1: job. <laughs> you almost made you almost made Brett go off screen. <laughs> you never want to do that. <laughs> He's not coming back if he Ugh. does that. All right, I'll. I
2: will. I will start. Shout out to three four three for finally yeah. putting some good damn armor in Halo Master Chief collection.
0: Yeah. I.
2: I. I. You know, I don't hate some of the other sets that they've added, but I don't like. I. I kind of just tolerate them because some of them, most of them, don't look very Halo. Especially they got, like the Viking stuff, which is like cool, but. It's, it's it doesn't like they, match the aesthetic. It, it doesn't match Halo three, which is the game that they're putting them all in that makes that makes me yeah. hurt a little bit um but however, they are adding because in like what what number day is this coming out again so this to, will be on the ninth
0: the, episode the 9th. 9th,
2: so then uh in yeah, so the the, the I mean, it doesn't change it. The Monday after will be the twentieth anniversary of Halo as a franchise, so they're doing some twentieth anniversary things. Um, Fun, and uh, that includes having the original nineteen ninety one Mac World Master Chief armor for when Halo was going to be an RTS on the Mac. Oh. Uh, they're putting that into Halo two anniversary of all games, but it looks just as crusty as it always did. <laughs> And it's incredible that it's even there. So I, I I super love that. And uh, they're also adding in the um, the the SPI armor from one of the the book covers of one of the really good books, like Ghosts of Ghosts of Onyx. I think it's I have it somewhere down in the basement, but I don't know where it is. Um, this man who reads the Halo books. Oh, I know. Well, I, at least I used to, and I, I don't anymore because I think some of the newer ones aren't very good. But uh, but yeah, I I just like that they're they're paying attention to just like a cool old thing, and also like finally we have an armor set that that has never been in a game before, and yeah, any any they they don't cost money, you just got to play the game within the okay. weeks that they're available, which is what still a like, revolutionary idea. <laughs> it's still super FOMO because they're gonna be here for like two weeks and then gone forever, which I don't like. Oof. But they're free, so I mean, it's cool, I guess.
0: Yeah, plus to complain about that it's free. Yeah, uh, certainly. All right, Alex, you got something? Uh, from,
1: mo- uh, keeping in touch with three four three, kind of ancestrally, uh, and and FOMO. Uh, shout out to me kicking my destiny addiction.
0: <laughs> You're Knock going gold turkey.
1: Um, I think I have. I don't know. I think like I'm still. It's it's not like kick the addiction is, in I'm never gonna play it again because, I. But there you should.
0: stop playing it when you're not finding it fun. Is that what I yeah. assume you mean? Yeah. As you should. As yeah. you should. Games are for fun. Play what you enjoy. Uh, anything else about Destiny? <laughs> uh, no, because I
1: haven't played <laughs> it in is a a Destiny podcast. I, I just, uh, the, the only time I logged in, I think this past week, week and a half, maybe, um, was to pick up a cool armor ornament that I saw nice on the eververse store oh not so nice
0: oh, not so nice that's a name i haven't heard in a long time <laughs> <laughs> all right i gotta give my shout out to uh naoki yoshida as an entity producing final fantasy 14 and 16 at the same time and managing to he like apologized about 10 times in the the two week delay for endwalker and the 14 community nobody was upset Right? Like, no one is actually upset the game's getting delayed because they know it's going to be really good when it comes out. It's not the kind of group that's going to throw insults at them for delaying the game by two weeks. But just the sheer level of. You can go watch a video of him giving this, like, statement, and you can just see, like, how passionate he is about what he's doing. And he's like. It's so rare to see that in a game studio because so often they try to be super composed and super scripted and just not allow themselves to just talk to a thing and and even produce it
2: even when they have like that one person that they they all collectively elect to be like the guy that's on camera all the time talking about it it's it's very rare that they actually appear like human (laughs) and and emotional and passionate about their projects
1: that that man's so based he's a thanksgiving turkey
0: that's why jeff kaplan too (laughs) jeff kaplan was like the golden goose of the overwatch team and now he's gone and it's so sad it's it's never he'll never be never be the same without Jeff, Jeff Kaplan there. With that said, we've at the end of the show. As always, Tuesday mornings at seven AM Eastern on the podcast platform of your choice and YouTube, if you want to see our lovely faces. We'll see you next week. Also, there will be a new WrestleCast coming out real soon. Yeah,
2: baby. two of them actually,
0: so keep an eye on that.
2: Yep, we got one before the the funny pay per view and one after the funny pay per view.
1: Gaming time. It's not gaming; it's that's wrestling. Well, it's gaming time right now. Gaming time isn't over yet. Speaking of gaming time, uh,
3: I.